Hey, how you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Good, good. We are, uh, this is our second week in our How We Live series, which is our series on our values. Um, and for values, if you don't know, are the things that kind of define how we live, hence why we're calling it How We Live. Um, I think this is a really important series. Uh, and as you've said, this these are not are the only things we value. Um, they're not the things we necessarily value forever, but they're things that uh, in discussion with, with our leaders, we've decided in this season we need to lean into. Yep. Uh, and this week, you talked about engagement over apathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you give us a little recap of Sunday? Yeah, sure. And, and so, you know, as you said, this this series on our values is really an opportunity to um, uh, to kind of think about these things that are foundational to us. Because mm. whether we whether we like it or not, or whether we even are able to identify it or not, the values that we hold really deeply are things that guide our actions every day. Mm-hmm. And that's true every one of us. Um, and, and so we talked about that a little bit. And, and you know, I think that saying something is important to us is uh, doesn't make it so, right? Yeah. I mean, like the idea is that what we do, uh, how we act is actually what we believe. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so we, we, we've, we've been playing this kind of game a little bit between these two sides, because sometimes when you talk about values, people say, okay, well, values are things that you uncover in yourself. Um, mm. they're the, the good things about you that you need to kind of dust off and shine up and kind of bring to the light of day. Yep. And other people would say that values are, uh, often aspirational. Mm-hmm. They're things that we're shooting for. Yep. And at our church, when we talk about our values, the six values that we've identified are really more aspirational values than anything else. They're things that we've noticed for a time uh, are things that if we pay attention to, I think will have the biggest impact Mm -hmm. on our ability to accomplish God's purposes, um, you know, in our world all around us. And so this idea of engagement over apathy is really... Um, we want to be people that are prepared for action. You know, we, we recognize that, that, um, that God, uh, God's desire for us is not to make us, uh, comfortable. His desire for us is to, uh, is to grow us up, Hmm. um, and to have us engage in this practice of discipleship. And when we move into this, you know, as, as we think about what our, our main big things are that we want to do, and we think about this idea of, of, um, you know, being engaged, it's really what we're talking about is being engaged in our own spiritual development hmm. and not leaving that up to somebody else. Yeah. And I think when we, when we are responsible for these things, it's just like when you go to school and all of a sudden in university, you start to get more homework and more, and, and no one's checking in on you. No one's yeah. asking you to fill out the, you know, no one's telling you all the due dates. You got to write them down and you, you're responsible for your own education. And at some point you have to start picking up the pieces and saying, okay, I'm going to look after this. And I think the same thing with our faith. Um, if we're not careful, it can lead to apathy where we just start saying, you know what, I, I'm going to, I don't care. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to show up on Sunday and listen to the sermon and then go on with my life. Same thing. Yeah. It's, it's saying that I don't really care. Mm -hmm. And in fact, apathy is, is an interesting thing. And this is where, this is probably one of the things I found most interesting when I was studying is that is that apathy can really have there's two sides to the same coin the first side is when we say something like um uh, i'm not motivated hmm. so yep. you take it to the school analogy i'm not motivated to do my my work means oh it's hard you know it's a nice day outside my friends want to go do something else mm-hmm. and so you're kind of like i'm just not motivated and so i don't care so i'm not going to do it yep the flip side or the second side to apathy is um, is actually when we say to ourselves, not I don't care, um, 
but I'm not convinced. Hmm. So what I mean by that is when it comes to the school thing, it's like, I would say, I would look at the paper that I have in front of me and say, you know what? It like it in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't, you know, it's not that it's not going to change my life. If yeah. I write this history paper, it's, it doesn't really matter in the end. And so I'm not convinced it's an important thing for me to do. So right. I'm not going to do it. Right. So, so that like the first one, just to clarify, the first one would be saying, I know I need to finish this paper, but yeah. I just, I can't get I to can't, it right yeah. now. And the other one is, you know what? I don't think I actually need to finish this paper. It's not that important. Exactly. And in both cases, what we come to is this phrase, I don't care. Yeah. And, and apathy is really a place where we say, I don't care. And, you okay. know, when I think about the, the passage that we were looking at in Timothy, it reminds me, um, Chris Brown is a pastor who, you know, he, he preaches in stories and he, he tells this amazing story about the writing of, uh, the book of Timothy. And he imagines in his mind's eye, this picture of, you know, uh, Timothy as a young pastor walking through the streets of Ephesus to get to this little place that mm-hmm. he calls the church. Mm-hmm. And as he goes down the road, he passes by the, you know, the, the, the brothels and the, you know, the, 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 the things that were going on in the city of Ephesus at the time. And he, he catches uh, eyes with someone who, you know, attends the church, who's engaged in, in this activity or, or something that's just, you know, not right. And he's kind of sl- shoulder slumped, kind of going through the city thinking, man, like, does this really matter? This is hmm. so hard. And this city is crazy. And Paul left me here. And what I hear is he's about to die. And all of a sudden, uh, a messenger kind of comes running down the road and sees Timothy and hands him a letter. And it's the very words of Paul. It's a, it's a letter from his, from his master's teacher, hmm. you know, to a young protege to say, hey, buddy, hang in there. Stick with it. Yeah. Don't give up. I know this is hard, but dig in. And I think that if we think about that in in that context, it reminds us that a book like Timothy actually is a a book about being engaged and resisting the temptation to sort of slide into apathy. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so this is where the letter starts. And then, you know, Paul goes on and explains these, you know, you know, this is how you do it. Like Timothy, this is how you stand firm. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Um, So why why is it you think, I mean, okay, with all of our values, we've got something over something. Yeah. So why is it that, that we have decided we think that engagement over apathy, we're basically calling out the fact that we are a, we are a place that struggles with apathy yeah. at times. And, and I, as you've said earlier, we, we put the second piece in there, not because we're accusing people in the church of this so much as we see it in ourselves as well. Like we as leaders all admit, yep, this is culturally, these are the things that are ingrained in us. This is what we need to learn to fight against. Um, why, what is it we see that, that we think, okay, we need to turn the corner from apathy to engagement? Yeah. Well, I, and I would say, yes, it's something that's ingrained to us culturally, but I also would say that one of the things that we don't talk about very much, at least in our particular, um, denominational context is, uh, spiritual warfare. Hmm. And, you know, I, you know, I admit that I grew up in a, in a denomination that, you know, didn't really talk a lot about spiritual warfare. This is something that I am continually learning, but I do believe that there is a battle going on and I believe Mm -hmm. that there is an enemy and I believe that the enemy wants nothing more than for us to sit back and say, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, So, so in, in many ways, this, you know, apathy is a, an indication that there is, uh, 
that there is stuff at work. It, it, for for example, when Paul wrote that he wrote in the in in one of his letters, one of the real famous things about this idea of like you know what I know I should do I don't do, and what yeah. I do I don't I shouldn't do, and I I know it. And it, so there's this constant battle, and I think all of us recognize this. If we sat down and said, what are the best things that I could do today? We don't do them. Mm-hmm. Like so often, yeah. we kind of just shift off and. And the reason we shift away is because we basically get to this place where it's like, well, I don't care. Either no one's checking in on me or it really doesn't matter or I'm too, you know, unmotivated or I don't really want to do it right now, whatever the reason. Mm. But so often we know what we should do. We just don't do it. Mm. And and that I think is is so important when we think about the work of the church and what we're doing and our own discipleship and even things like activism and getting engaged with the things around us. Um, recognizing that we have a role to play and say, you know, I guess I, I ended the service with this idea that, you know, Timothy was, or Paul was begging Timothy to care, you mm-hmm. know, in the midst of the craziness that he was facing. And I think this is the challenge for us. It's like, we need to care. And, and if we don't care, then we will continue to have a church of, you know, whatever size and people will keep coming and going every week or whatever it looks like but we won't make the difference that we were designed to make. Mm-hmm. And, and that I think is something that is, should be important to all of us. Yeah. I, I so in my mind, this is such a, a timely sermon. Um, I think apathy is something, you know, yeah, I think it's culturally ingrained and I, I think you're right. We need to care, but I think it's been something that has appeared in many of our lives in a more significant way due to the pandemic. Um, I don't, I don't know about you, but I've like, it's been harder to be motivated. It's been harder to, to do some of the things I know I need to do. Um, so this is such a great reminder to, to lean in and, and to care. How, how would you suggest we, we do this? Like, mm-hmm. are there, are there accountability structures? Are there, um, are there things, are there things even in your own life that you do habits you've developed to help keep you engaged rather than apathetic or, or help flip you from apathetic to engaged? What, what kind of practical advice can you give us around these things? Well, the practical advice that Paul gives are, you know, three really simple illustrations. And what I talked about on Sunday was we need to stay focused like a soldier. Mm-hmm. We need to stay uh, dedicated like an athlete and we need to stay diligent like a farmer. Mm-hmm. And I know these are really simple illustrations, but when Paul writes them down to Timothy, he said, you know, pay attention to these things and think about them because, uh, and and he actually says that the Holy spirit would be the one that would give us wisdom into these things and help us understand them. Mm. And, uh, so I think that's really interesting because it's like, yeah, okay. Simple illustrations, you know, yada, yada, yada. I just kind of, I'm going to go to sleep now. Right. Cause it's like, I get this, but actually there's so much in each of these, uh, pictures, I think. And, you know, this idea of being focused and being dedicated and being diligent. I, I think that there is so many practical things that we can take out of um, those illustrations and examples. And, and you know, the first one I think is that, um, is that, so there is a picture of, of the relationship between us and our Heavenly Father that There's lots of pictures that we use in the Bible, things like being adopted and being, you know, um, children of or, you know, whatever. And we talk about this relationship in a very loving way, which is great and true and biblical. But Paul uses the illustration of a commanding officer and a soldier. And we don't like that. We're like, oh, that's that seems a little bit, you know, a little bit too kind of harsh or just, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, God's not like that. He loves us. He kind of, you know, it's it's more there. We prefer to think of the other illustrations. 
But I think when it comes to this idea of apathy, we need to recognize that we have a commanding officer and our job as soldiers is to be obedient to mm. what we're being told. Yep. And, and I think so, like, I, you know, I think this is a really key one. Cause like the picture I get is like, you know, this, this commanding officer, like in the movies with the big, you know, loud booming voice and that helmet kind of over his eyes coming into his, you know, platoon of soldiers and saying, all right, boys, let's, you know, boys and girls or whatever, let's move out. This is it. You know, we're mm. going to do this. We're going to do this. And everybody kind of stands to attention and, you know, like kind of does the salute and then moves on and does exactly what he's asking. Mm. Well, the thing is that when it comes to our faith, we just, we, we so often we hear whether it's on a Sunday from something that we hear on Sunday, whether it's in, um, you know, our time of prayer, whether it's in our reading, whatever it is, there's these moments where we're like, okay, this is what I should do. And then we're like, yeah, maybe not. Hmm. And it's like, that's not an option. You know, the, the, yeah. when your commanding officer says jump, you say how high you don't say like, yeah, really? Like, what do you mean by jump? Like, like that's not how, that's not how it works. So I think that picture yeah. is probably more on the nose than we, we like to admit. And sometimes we gloss over it. Um, but that idea of obedience is, is huge. So, yeah. So you're talking about what do I do? Um, well, my, and I, I just want to riff off that yeah, for a yeah. second. So you talked about, you know, it's not like we, we disobey or we don't listen, but we actually have to be listening for our commanding officer, right? Yeah. Like you, you mentioned there both prayer time and time in the word and like, yeah, these are things that that if we're going to be engaged, it's, it's, it's hard to be engaged with something without knowing anything about it, without listening for it, without being a part of things. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, in some ways that that's kind of a prerequisite step. We have to be, we have to be putting in our, ourselves in a position where we can listen so that we can obey so that we can. Yeah, engage. sure. And, and I think that's, that's where we started last week with prayer, right. Mm -hmm. With the side yeah. of prayers over everything. But I also would say too, that I don't, I mean, there's a lot that we already know what we should do and we're not doing it. Sure. Right. So sure. like, you know, it's easy for us to be like, okay, well, well, not easy, but it, it, it can, you know, sort of get us off the hook when we say, well, I haven't yet heard what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, mm. actually, we know what you're supposed to do for the, for the most part when yeah. it comes to your own spiritual growth and discipleship and your own engagement in the church body and all of those kinds of things. So yeah, um, it's, it, the, sometimes I think we, um, we just need to recognize it's, it's right there in front of us anyways, you know, to start mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is there, l let's go to the flip side for a sec. Are there times when we're over engaged? Is that a thing? Is that like, or are we all called to different levels of engagement? How does, how does this work? How, how does, um, you know, like right. I, I look around and I see some people who are really excited about something and really, you know, passionate and then maybe burn out a little bit after a while or some people who appear to be pretty apathetic but actually behind the scenes they're doing a lot of stuff How, like should we be looking at the people around us as examples should we just is it something that's internal and everyone's got a different level how's that work yeah well i i think it's a matter of a matter of obedience for sure and and so that you know that looks different at different times but i think i think any distraction basically you know, a distracted soldier is a dead soldier, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and any distraction, whether it's good or bad, uh, can pull us in ways that, you know, you know, so, so what I'm saying is that there are people who end up, you know, working really hard at something, you know, even good Christian things and they burn out and they, you know, they're, they're, 
the question that I would have, the the thing, and I'm not saying that, you know, burnout is not a, a thing and yep. things that I've experienced even in my own life, but in my experience, sometimes what that, those are indicators that I'm distracted and not being obedient, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm distracted by um, the different things that I'm doing, even good things for God. And I am not, um, I, that's actually less about uh, you know, do like just being too good and more about just, you know, not, um, yeah, actually being distracted by something that's good, hmm. which is, I know it's a little bit different, but I, but I also think of like, yeah. So I, I think I, can you, can you be, I, I think we are called to be absolutely fully engaged, yeah. but not just in busy work or mm-hmm. not just in running around like a chicken with their head cut off or not just like, you know, you know, sprinting in a thousand different directions. Mm. It's the steady, slow movement forward in response to uh, the our Heavenly Father and what He's calling us to do. Okay, yeah. Can you paint a picture for me? Um, what would it look like if our church took a bunch of steps forward in this? If like if we as individuals all learned how to be better engaged and less apathetic, what would we look like in two years? What what would what would change about our impact in the community, our gatherings on Sunday, or wh- whatever? What what do you think would be different? Everything. Um, if I were to paint a picture, I think that one of the greatest ways, and I'm sort of thinking of this as I as I'm saying it, but one of the greatest ways that apathy shows up is when we sit back and expect someone else to develop us or grow us in the sense that we come to church because we say that that's the place where I need to go in order to grow, um, you know, because I need to learn something new or be, you know, whatever. And I, and I think that the only place that we grow is wherever we are when we're fully engaged, listening, um, recognizing what we're being asked, being dedicated to the word, looking like being diligent in, you know, and all of those things, it's a, it's, so our, our personal growth is not, um, I mean, it's not ultimately up to us. This is not like a works-based righteousness kind of thing, but, but it is up to us in the sense that my responsibility is to, is to take responsibility and Mm. to, you know, kind of step into what's in front of me. So the picture I would see people would be, uh, completely engaged in their own spiritual growth. Um, it would be changing the way they live. The fruits of the spirit would be so evident in their lives. Our church would become a compelling place to, and an attractive place because the people who make up this body would be so engaged that we would be painting a perfect, well, not perfect, but an amazing (laughs) picture of the kingdom of God. Vibrant. Yeah. Vibrant and, and healthy. And I think more than that, we would be having conversations about the good news to people that we come in contact with on a regular basis. And we would be changing uh, our community. And even many of us would be taking steps to change our world um, Hmm. because we actually, we care Mm -hmm. and we start moving into these places that God cares about as well. Yeah. I think I, you know, as I hear that, I, I, I have this picture and, and see this, uh, vision of, of people taking bigger risks of things that seem crazy of, you know, maybe changing career paths or things like yeah. that and engaging in ways and, and God showing up and blessing it in just yeah. huge and amazing ways. And you, you talked about, um, 
spreading and, and reaching people. And we're actually going to talk about that a little more this Sunday yeah. uh, with our next value, which is multiplication over consumption, yeah. uh, which I'm excited about. Brad's going to be yeah. preaching that one. Any closing thoughts for us today, Paul? Well, I just want to share again, you know, how we describe this, this value for us. And, you know, we want to be people who are living out our faith fearlessly, fully engaged, ready for action. And we aspire as a church community to respond to the needs when asked, and to proactively look for ways to get involved uh, wherever we can. And that's my prayer for us, is that we uh, develop this, this, um, this value of engagement.